Beers and Banter, episode 45. We might do a little bit of a Melbourne Cup preview, state of origin this week, and Jolly's going to let us know what's going on with the world game. Let's rip in. As always, we're really appreciative of the support from the guys at Gripstar Socks. Gripstar Anti-Slip Socks feature panels that create traction that improves speed, acceleration and stability. Gripstar Socks are designed to deliver maximum comfort and flexibility, featuring a breathable mesh design that removes sweat and reduces odours. Perfect for high movement sports, working on your feet or lounging safely at home. Seriously grippy. Joel, welcome back to the sweaty box. Matty, it is sweaty in here actually. It's uh, we're just getting to that point of the point of the season that uh, it is getting rather hot here in in, in the box. It is uh, a few beers on the weekend too. Has me a little bit uh, extra warm, so well, that's nice. You might as well crack another one then. Get yeah, into it. Get into it. You reckon? What do we got? Uh, I'm on a bit of a shoestring budget at the moment, so there's definitely a price point. I've gone for the Byron Bay Brewery. Uh, Never tried it. Premium premium lager, but it was at the right price. So Re- reckon it's all right. <laughs> we'll give it a run. We'll but give it a run. Anything better than the VB last time, right? Yeah, I, I looked at the VB and went, "That's not happening." Yeah. So what's get, this time last year? You would have been in Victoria, getting ready for, you know, making sure the suit was pressed. Getting white, ready for the the white suit last year oh, too. White suit. Had a white suit. So um, yeah, ready for the it, cup. Yeah, we've been down. Uh, last two years, so we normally go down Friday for the Derby Day. Last year was my first Melbourne Cup, so we, uh, yeah, we're all planned and ready to go and booked in holidays, booked the accommodation, hadn't booked a flight yet because everything had sort of hit hit the skids when, when we're looking at that, but uh, yeah, we would be probably just about tucked up in bed in Melbourne right now, ready to go for tomorrow. It's a big day. It's a, it's a long day. So talk us through it, what, you know. Most people, unless they've been down there, you might do a bit of work in the morning, you know, play hooky a little bit in the afternoon, watch the race, a couple of stubs, and then half the time I've got to pick up the kids from school. Yeah. So that, that's about the extent of my Melbourne Cups. Like, no, what are we no, talking when you go to the actual day? Melbourne's dead. Basically, the 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 Monday is the is the carnival or the street walk, whatever they do, or the parade. Uh, yep. That's the only thing that happens. Shops close, all that sort of stuff. And then uh, the Tuesday morning, I think we were up at... Go at seven seven thirty plus plus the missus likes to to get dressed up properly so it's a two or three hour process just there um, so I, even myself trying to get into a suit and all this sort of stuff and get in around the place but you you basically leave the hotel at nine nine thirty in the morning yep uh, and a train out to Flemington's fifteen twenty minutes and there's people everywhere there's people everywhere you walk in Derby Day is actually busier a, yeah okay. a lot busier than the Melbourne Cup Day but uh, yeah it's a big day. And I think even last year, uh, the C team where we were and the members there at uh, the, the top level, if you weren't there at 9.30 when they opened the doors, you had nothing. And p- they opened the doors and people run through. People run to get a seat. So wow. it's, it's just crazy. Next level, next level. And, and what time? So cups usually 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 3 o'clock bedtime. Local time. Yep. How long do you kick on for after? Oh, you're out of there at probably 5, 5.30. But then it's a, uh, who wants to go for a beer somewhere else? But by then you're shattered. You probably had 15 stubbies at $9 each. Is there much, is a city come alive at the night time or not? It does. It does. I think most of the people end up at the casino, like they would here, I suppose. Leave mm-hmm. the turf club and go to the casino. Um, I think last year, 
Caroline had had enough. The missus had had enough. She went home. We went for a for a meal somewhere. But, geez, that's that's yeah. It's it 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 happens everywhere. I know there's a couple pubs around, sort of Docklands there where uh, exhibition centre is and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Closed, don't open. And a few of the other places. I know one of the boys last year tried to go to to Revs, the the big nightclub in Melbourne, and they just don't open Melbourne Cup Day. Wow. So it's mainly casino and places around South Bank and stuff like that. So, so both days, uh, holidays, like Monday and Tuesday holidays down there, or just the Tuesday? I think it's just the Tuesday. But they have the parade But I think everything basically shuts at midday on Monday. I, I mean, when you walk through the city on that Monday, there's just streets just lined of people for, for hours. Yeah, I like it. For hours. I think last year it was about seven degrees as well. The only day that was freezing was stuck outside. Uh, gamble so, responsibly, but have you got any tips yeah. for us? Yeah, I like Anthony Van Dyke. Uh, he's some, one of the jockeys. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. He's one of the horses, of course. <laughs> you you know tell I've had a good look, eh? <laughs> uh, surprise baby, and very elegant. Very elegant. The three that uh, I like, but again, I wouldn't follow that. <laughs> <laughs> if they're the three that aren't going to win. They're the ones. So look for something else. Bit of a mystery box. Yeah, it's tough. It's always the toughest one. Who won the Who won the form races coming in? What have we? What What's normally the good? Um, uh, good question. I don't, I don't haven't really looked back because I, I I don't gamble a great deal. I used to have a couple of horses, shares in them, but got rid of them many years ago. And since I got rid of them, I don't, I don't really have a punt too much. Who won on Derby Day? I do know it, but I had a couple <laughs> of beers by that stage too. <laughs> right, so this isn't yeah. your uh, one-stop shop for for betting on on no. on the big day. No, not at all. I'll, I'll have a look in the morning, and I'll probably do a couple of hours work and do the same thing. Whether I. Uh, Knock off, depends how busy the phone is. We might uh, we might head down the pub and have a few beers. And It's always Horse 7 for me. Horse 7? Yeah. Who is it? No idea. No idea? We should look it up, huh? Probably should look it up. It could be one of those ones. I know Surprise Baby's around that number. I thought it might be 9. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe a, a, a beer or two tomorrow afternoon. We'll see how we go. See how this goes down. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what it's like with no one there. With no one at the track. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be strange, I think. It'd be really strange. Like you think it's going from, what, 100,000 people to to probably 1,000 with owners, whether owners are allowed in, I'm not sure. I thought that, yeah, that was a bit of the controversy, wasn't it? That um, Yeah, they were going to open it up, weren't they? And then... Oh, very elegant, Horse 7. There you go, that's one of them. Chris Waller paying 13 bucks. That's the one. Uh, who's riding that? Craig Williams. Uh, trainer. No, Mark Zara, it says. Okay. There you go. What do I know? <laughs> no, Craig Williams is on Surprise Baby. Surprise Baby. Okay. The only other one I thought, was Jamie Carr on? She's the form jockey at the moment. She's just about winning everything. Prince of Aaron? Prince of Aaron. Prince of Aaron. What about, um... Yeah, so Hugh Bowman's on the uh, Anthony Van Dyke, but it's top weight. Top weight. It's carrying fifty eight and a half kilos. Yep. So we announced should have had this up before. We're we starting to sound we intelligent. This up earlier. Yeah. Um, Glenn Bosch, he's always on something good usually. Yeah, I like Craig Williams when he when he rides a horse with less weight. I think he's only got fifty six or fifty five. Fifty four and a half. Surprise half, yeah. baby. Yep. So there you go. Stay clear of those ones. <laughs> yeah. I was, <laughs> I was going to say, if you if yeah. you avoid anything we've just mentioned, you'll probably do all right. Yeah. I, I, did, I did pick the winner a few years back there, but 
One of my uh, business partners picked the first four in about 2000 and it must have been 17 or 18. And he put the bet on, liked it so much, put it on again, put it on, t- put it on twice and it got up. Oh, yeah. Paid, so for, paid re- for his boat, I believe. Ret- I was going to say, did he retire to a nah, beach somewhere? Paid for his boat. So very lucky. But yeah, it should be an inter- interesting day, I think. No, so, no fans. So with... The way 2020's played out, we've ended up with these just super weeks or super weekends of sport yep. at the back end of the year. This week, we're going to go <coughs> Bledisloe, which we shouldn't even... What's, I didn't, what, what's I, that? I turned it on. It was, we were down by about... It was about 26 nil, and I went, yeah, I'll go back to... I can't even remember what I was watching. I shouldn't days, mention days it. For the, lives. <laughs> it, was, it was about <laughs> as good as that. Um, no, it was the election. <laughs> <laughs> the live election coverage. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we go. Just while before we move off Bledisloe, I know nothing about rugby union. Yeah. Other than Australia's national team will never succeed while it's got a Kiwi coach. It's one thing for the world game when we had yep. we had was it Gus Gus yeah, Hiddick yep. was a Dutchman. Yep. But it's not like we were playing the Dutch in three games every year, and it was like you yeah. know like that emotive thing. The Kiwis are such the Kiwis and the Wallabies are such strong rivals. I can never see it working. Our national coach do, being a Kiwi. Do you not think though, looking at it the other way, that the knowledge and the success they bring maybe could help? No, no. Or you don't think they get the motivation out of the player? Oh, uh, I, I think that they can go there with all the greatest intentions in the world. Yep. But what's the job they're actually aspiring to? Yeah. To be the All Blacks coach. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We are a second, second fiddle team. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I think yeah, no, I, so, I get what you're saying. so much passion and people would turn around and go, it doesn't matter. It's a professional sport and uh, the best team, you know, they're not thinking about those things when they run out. It's, you know, they're elite sportsmen. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, I agree with all of that. And it's the, it's going to be the ones and one percenters that are going to make the difference and, do you think that coach is devastated when New Zealand wins? <laughs> Not at all. No, because he spent his whole he, life going for New Zealand. He's in a win-win situation, isn't he? If yeah. his team wins, good on him. People are like, you're talking out your ass, big red, and you wouldn't know what you're talking about. And that's no, probably true, I, but I just can't see it. It's, it was the same with uh, the Australian cricket team. We had a South African coach. It yeah. was probably a dark time for Aussie cricket. Yeah. Um, I, you would never see, oh, you know, I don't remember us ever having an international coach for our for the Kangaroos. Yep. Um, and people can correct me in the comments below, but I don't think you ever will either. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think it. I, I do agree. I think it should be an Aussie coach, and I think the same with with any any national sport it should be an Aussie coach. But if they can bring a different culture and different mentality, why not? Why not worth a shot? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I get maybe, it with soccer and that where. The absolute best of the best come from overseas, yeah. from the best minds. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. I've just started playing something back, so. Don't worry about that, guys. Oh, it's one of the kids' songs I've just started playing. <laughs> Thank God it was that. Just nothing but professionalism here, yeah. people. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I get it with, with soccer and that we're an emerging nation and you don't, we don't have a fierce rivalry but if you Yet. look, let's say you look at a uh, who's our fiercest rival in the soccer world? Uh, 
it would have to be England, but we'd never play them. We played them last time, 2003, I think. We beat yeah. them, by the way. But I think if, it, if you look at most international football teams, Actually, I probably can't think of one now. Uh, England's got an English flag, but they before that, they never had an English coach, really. It was very rare they would have one. Well, who's their national coach now for the Socceroos? Uh, and um, Graham Arnold. Aussie? Aussie. Aussie. And he, he's had the job before many years ago. Yeah. Failed. Gone and done a bit more, come back. But... Yeah, you look at a lot of a lot of the England, the international teams, the big teams don't have a, a national coach of their own nationality. Yeah, okay. And England before Gareth Southgate now never had one, so I don't know whether that was the same sort of thing. But I don't know. I, I think a different, maybe a different culture. I think. The, yeah. I think with the rugby union, the 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 Wallabies have had so much, well, so I, many bad years and disasters. And I, I think everything. it's part of that rivalry, like that fierce rivalry, and maybe. So if he's English, it's different. No, but I'm thinking maybe like if it was the English soccer team would probably never have a French coach. Probably right. Something like that. So yeah. I, I, I'm not yeah, or I'm, a German coach. Yeah, some, yeah, you know, it's one of those yeah. countries that really go at each other in 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 the, yeah. in, the, in, the in, in traditionally in a soccer world cup. Yeah. You're not going to see one from one country coaching the other team's yeah. country. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting if this day Rennie, what's it, four years the next world cup or whatever, three years. Do you reckon he'll get that far? Well, it depends on the two, board. Two or three weeks ago, they were everybody was cheering like the Wallabies are back. We had that sixteen-all draw. Yeah, well, the demise the, of the All Blacks, and they've just come out and spanked did, us twice. Didn't he give ten players a debut on the weekend? Yeah, so, so like ten yeah. players. So to me, I, I don't know whether that is one of those things where they go. They, they, does it take the what's the word? Take the. Uh, Sacred part of being capped by the Wallabies away from it. Are they just throwing caps out to everyone, anyone now? Oh, big call. Yeah, big, I get it, what you're saying though. Yeah, but are they just that's uh, are they looking for the next four years to bring these players through and whether they get spanked for the next two years? But long term goal, you reckon? But they're playing the best players for the next two years against. Are playing against the best players for the next two years to harden them up a little bit? Yeah, okay. Because I suppose when you watch, I only watch a little bit, not not a great deal, but uh, when you look at like the Super Rugby games and stuff like that, you're not playing against the best player every week, are you? So an international game is probably your... Uh, well, it's probably been a hard year this year too because yeah. they've only played internally. In that's right. And that's probably the, the biggest thing with rugby is that then their internal or their domestic competition competition is, is nowhere near... No. You know, what well, I think they even are. played the Western Force this year, didn't they? In the Australian thing, they got kicked out of the. Oh, do they? Let yeah, them back the in. Western Force. I think they only played seven games or something, but the Western Force come in and they got spanked every week. Yeah, right. I think they finished bottom. Yeah. Well, not every week. I think they may be close one week. Don't quote me on this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, sort of that. Don't worry. People don't come here for <laughs> facts and figures. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're going to get Bledisloe, um, bit of Monday Otis today, into the Melbourne Cup tomorrow. Yeah. Wednesday night, Origin. Um, I don't know how our teams ended up. I, I don't think me and Tony last week picked our own teams. We were fairly close, but yep. um, yeah, interesting to see. I don't know. I think Munster's still on the beers. Is he? I'm not sure if he's <laughs> started training. <laughs> how, how he rocked up to training on that Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it was. I love it. Or later in the week. Yeah. After seeing the state of him, to see the picture of him and Cameron Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah, reckon yeah, that yeah. conversation was about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was them on the couch for the like couch. player of the year or something. Oh, he knows. On the couch, and uh, Cameron Smith had 
probably thinking, what's this guy talking about? How do you feel about the goggles? It happened five or six years ago with LeBron. I first noticed the goggles thing. And it's like, yeah, how I, are you so confident that you're going to win that you pack ski goggles in your in your bag for the for I, the champagne celebrations? Is that what it's for, the champagne? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I saw. I remember the Cavs, or, um, you know, the last time. I'm pretty sure it was the last time yeah. LeBron won it with the Cavs. Yeah. They get in the dressing room and everyone puts the ski goggles on. And then they start spraying champagne. I'm like, yeah, R- really? Like, yeah, I, I never, I never knew the story. I, I remember that that happening, but I never knew the that was the story behind the uh, I, champagne. I, I can't understand that. Well, <laughs> maybe it's not, but it, I'm know. assuming it's to stop the champagne going in the eyes and blinding yeah. someone. Isn't that a part of the fun? Yeah, well, you don't see, you know, none of the. It's like the. It's like the F1 drivers putting their helmets back on for the champagne. Like, yeah, that's just part of it. Shut your eyes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it's an odd one. But if you like in the lead up to all that, uh, the grand final and, and all that sort of stuff, all the, all the Broncos boys were dressing up as, you know, how they are, the entrances for the N- NBL or NBA, and they all walk in their big suits and all that. Sort yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. And their funky clothes. All the Broncos boys are doing that too, so they must follow NBA. Oh, yeah, thinking, basketball. A lot. Definitely baller culture. Yeah, we'd be getting it from over there. Yeah, no, I just find it interesting. Like some of the post uh, post game celebrations. Ah. Oh. Yeah, Munster and that. What's his name? Hectic Cheese. The Cheese. The Cheese. Oh, I think he'd do, um, wants to be called the Champ Cheese. Champ now. Cheese. Yeah. Champ Cheese. So it's a double C. Smart guy. He's killing it. <laughs> oh, he's got the world at his feet at he the moment. He absolutely roasted Bellamy in the post game too. It was, it was sensational. I haven't seen that. Reckon he stopped drinking yet? Um, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think his Instagram, he had a beer in his hand again yesterday, today or yesterday. You know, he basically yeah. said... Because uh, there's obviously all the talk about Smith going around again, and yep. he, he's basically said he'd love to, for Smith to carry him all to another couple of rings, and don't worry about who's playing where. And he goes, and that Bellamy bloke basically doesn't do anything. He just gets paid a lot of money for Cameron Smith to coach the team. <laughs> <laughs> so cheeky bugger. But I, I saw something through the week, and it's, you're a coach in uh, you're, you're a coach over there at Broadbeach. Bellamy basically alluded to the fact that he gives a couple of the characters in his team a little bit more rope because they bring energy. Of course. So you, everyone looks at Bellamy as like this hard-nosed, like disciplinarian, but he obviously lets those blokes just run amok. Well, thing I noticed, for, and I look at this sort of stuff because, I mean, obviously team culture and stuff goes a long way. But if you look at the things that have happened over the last sort of six to eight weeks or even probably even longer – is a different side of Bellamy to what you've seen. The video of him changing his tyre. When he started smiling yeah, on camera, yeah. <laughs> I knew that they'd won it at that point. He, um, so I, don't know, I don't know what whether he's changed something over the years or, he, or he's got a little more more relaxed, but the boys seem to take the mickey out he of him. He definitely hasn't. Did you see what he did to the chair well, in the commentary keep, box? I saw him keep the chair. I saw him keep the chair. The game was dead, though, just about. Just about. <laughs> oh, they were coming. They were coming on strong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I just, I, you look at those videos. Him changing the tire, and the boys are into him, and having a, having a bit of laugh. I think you're probably right. I think his relationship with his players are probably unbelievable. Well, they've just spent so much time in confined yeah. quarters together. That's right. Yeah, and they well, they were away for what, yeah. six months basically, weren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they just obviously get on quite well, and I think Bennett's probably got the same sort of thingy. Well, that's where he, uh, that's where he learned players, and that's where he and, learned his uh, learned his trade. Yeah. And that, you know, we're all hoping 
Or which way do you, do you Queenslander? I'm a Queenslander. So we're all hoping that um, Wayne Bennett can just extract something out of this underdog yeah. Queensland side for, what, for this week. What's the story with Bennett and Meninga? Uh, well, I think because Kevy couldn't coach and, yep. and there's no international footy this year, okay. I think basically... Um, so big Mel's is there to help out. Mel then, okay. Which I find funny because all the media, like 12, 18 months ago, was like the feud. Yeah, you know, they didn't like each that's other. What or I something. Thought. And I thought it, I found it funny they brought the second coach in, but I thought I, I don't know. I, I, th- I, th- I found it strange. I found it strange, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Who do you? What do you think deep down? What do you think? You can never rule out Queensland. No, I agree. Um. The the good thing, and I said it last week, they can still only pick seventeen people. Yep. So they might have forty good players. That's right. But they can only name seventeen. Yep. And so that means we've only got to name seventeen. There's a couple of spots where there's probably some surprise guys that yep. you know at the start of the year that they certainly wouldn't have been in the mix um, for Origin. And I'm just trying to pick up the I've got the squad, but I'm just going to try and find the um, the game one squad. Uh, you look at some some of the young guys like um, Xavier Coates and Phil Sammy and Branko Lee, probably guys that didn't expect to be playing Origin yep. this year. Yeah. Um, but will they do the job? I'm sure. I'm well, sure they, get, they will. Maybe you look at it too. They give a little bit extra, thinking, "Geez, I'm, maybe I am a little bit lucky to be here." You know, I didn't yeah. think Kalen Ponga was ready for Origin a couple of years back, and he came out and had an absolute yeah. blinder. So, um, if they can get these kids in the right frame of mind, yeah. Yeah, give a, an extra 5%. You, go, just, you just don't know. Go to Adelaide as underdogs. So where's the first game? Adelaide. Adelaide, okay. And then Melbourne? That'll go to Sydney. Sydney, okay. And then, and yeah. then the last game here. Yep. You going? No. Okay, I mean either. <laughs> I haven't got tickets. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's been funny. I've been to a few footy games this year, but I've still been a little bit wary to sort of lash out yeah. and spend money on any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't I'd love to go, but it's one of those things too that it's, I don't know if it's going to be as enjoyable. What's How many allowed? 30,000, I suppose? or Who knows? Uh, hmm. Well, it's 30,000 allowed at the If AFL we've got no time. cases and think I, I don't know. It's it's still three weeks away. Yeah. Not sure. Oh, Not well, sure how many. Yeah. It'll be 35 or 40. It'll be interesting to see whether that... Cause it, Looking at probably going ahead, but looking at the the games in the English Premier League, yeah, no crowds, yeah, a lot of away teams winning. Oh right, a lot of away teams. So I wonder if it's going to be the same over here. Is that home ground support gone? I mean, there's still going to be thirty thousand people in Queensland and Sydney. Well, the good thing is there won't be a lot of Blues fans coming up from New South Wales. <laughs> Just kept the closure, reckon. But there's plenty, <laughs> yeah, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be checking them at the border for blue wigs, and if they got a blue wig, you'll get sent back. <laughs> That's, uh, I think it's great. Search the bags. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's um, it'll be interesting. It'll be a, I think it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. You know, probably the big difference at the moment is if, when you look at the back lines. Um, I think our halves. I think we've got them covered in the halves. You know, Cameron Munster and and DCE are are as as good yep. as any halves in the game. Where we look light on is is our is the five five at the back. You've got you know Brimson who's brilliant, but yeah, on debut. Brilliant towards the back. Xavier Coates, you know, could yeah. come out and have a Greg Inglis type um, yeah. debut, or he could have a Justin Hodges type debut. Yeah, who knows? 
Uh, Dane Gagai will be solid. Um, he's been around a long time, hasn't he? Yeah, but I prefer him as a winger, but he's playing in the centres. Okay. Branko Lee's just won a premiership, yeah. but he, probably surprised. You look at that. You look at the Blues backline. You got Tedesco, Tupu, Gutherson, Whiten, Adokar, Kiri, Cleary. I think all of those guys played in the last two weeks of the of the season. And Tedesco's probably the best in the game at the moment, isn't he? Mm. Really. Uh, Fords. I don't think. I think our Fords will definitely hold their own. Ben Hunt in the fourteen. Um, so Harry, no Harry Grant. Harry's not been named. I thought Harry might sneak Oof, in there, but really, I thought I thought he would have been too. I think he was in my lineup. Yeah, he was in my fourteen. I went went for him at fourteen, but um, yeah, he, interesting. He, before he got injured, he was on fire, wasn't he? I would have had Mo Waka from the Titans in the team as well. Okay, uh, that's just me. So Jai Arrows in there. Obviously, Jai's play, playing sixteen. They've gone with Tino, the young fella, in, in the starting really? lock position. Which, yeah, so it's a big call up for him. Okay, um, Parley and Welch in the Christian Welch in the front row. Yeah, so certainly they'll they'll hold their own. Um, it's just it's so how many, how many debutants in that team in the Queensland team? Off the top of my head, compared to New South Wales. Off the top of my head, it is Wayne Bennett has named a stunning twelve. Debutants in the twenty-one man squad, so there's a few of those guys though that won't yeah. actually start. It's a lot though, isn't it? A real lot. Mm. Uh, but again, if you you got they'll be, they'll be just telling that nineteen ninety-five story all week. Yeah, you know Ben Iken, yep. school age kid. Yeah, you, uh, you know Matt he's Singh. He's a tweet seagulls, then wasn't he? Yeah, guys, you know yep. they were never supposed to beat that side, and they did. And I don't even th- I think out this squad's a lot better than. That squad potentially would have been yeah. when it lined up. So, yeah, you can underdogs never. Queen, Queensland have always had that, haven't they? A little bit extra ticker at the end. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward. It'll be good. It'll be real good. So that's Wednesday night. Now, yeah, what's what's been? Ha- Let's start local. Give us a rundown of what's what was what was 2020. It's been a little while since you're in here. What was 2020 like for the local uh, soccer? We'll call it soccer, just so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, on the Gold Coast, what was it like? Same as everything, really. So we started, we started training in December, oh, November, December. Then we, uh, then we started. Obviously, two we played two games. Yep. In the season, uh, COVID hit, shut us down for what's that? About three months before we could start training. Gave us a date. We come back. Gold Coast football shortened the season, so it was supposed to be a twenty-one game season. Uh, they shortened it to fourteen games. Still have promotion relegation. Um, which is ridiculous for, for you sign up for a competition, then you change it, but you don't change the rules. It's, it, it, it's very weird. So I've only complained about this because the first team finished bottom. Yep. So we finished bottom. So we're in the uh, the playoff relegation game. So, so the game that got cancelled on the weekend, yeah, are they going to so, play it again? Yeah. So we played, there's two legs that home. We play at home first yep. against third place in the league below. So the top two teams already come up. Because it's a 10-team competition next year, so they're bringing two new teams in. Mm-hmm. Third place, which how they get a right to play anyway. Uh, third place, then play off against bottom, which was us. Okay. So... Is that your team you, you coach? Or no, I coach the, a reserve. Co- yep. I coach a reserve. Okay. So we finished quite a bit bottom, but reason a whole rebuilding year, 15, 16 players left from last season uh, to this season. So it was a whole rebuilding year. So first leg against Runaway Bay, we're 4-1 we're up. Yep. Second leg was supposed to happen on Saturday. Obviously, the storm didn't, didn't happen. So 
Thursday night is the football. So, so, so where's everyone got to get down to Thursday night? We're going to get to Runaway Bay. Runaway Bay, Bay Hawks, opposite the shopping centre there. Um, seven o'clock kickoff. We're yellow and blue. Um, four one up. So if they beat us three nil, they win basically, right? And, and we get relegated. Yeah, okay. So we just have to no mistakes. They're they're, they're quite a young side, but quality wise, we're, we're far better. Um, yeah. But we just need to obviously anything like one of those games can. Anything can happen. You see it all the time. They get they get a quick goal to start with, and we go in the shell. You, you just don't know. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's been that year, but it's been a, a tricky year. I think the COVID things have affected people differently. Definitely. I think we we looked at the other day. We played in reserve grade this year. We used forty six players. You know, you pick fifteen each week. Yeah, so right. We used forty six in total. Th- first grade used. Something like 35 or something. So it's hard to get the same team on the park yeah. every week? Yeah, injuries, suspensions, people have booked holidays. Uh, people, like a lot of our foreigners or a couple of our foreigners have, have always had to go back home. The Japanese boys we had had to go back home. Mm-hmm. So we lost three or four players there. So it, it's been testing, um, plus the 15 that left at the start of the year. Uh, that, that sort of changed the whole landscape of Broadbeach and who they were as a club um, and... Still got the culture there. That's that's what we need to, to bring back. Um, but in terms of who's going to win that league, the top four, Surface Paradise, Palm Beach, Coomera and Rabina. Coomera have players like Enrique that used to play for Brisbane Raw. Remember him, the slippery fish little Brazilian guy? Yep. <laughs> so he, he played for, he, a lot of quality, a lot yep. of quality. Uh, so, so they play Palm Beach this weekend, um, basically knockout game. Yeah, okay. Uh, one game through to the grand final. So, tricky one. I would say Surface are the favourites. So, Surface will probably win that league. Yep. Um, reserve grade, I don't, don't know. don't care. I'm not in it, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, they can do whatever they want. But, uh, yeah, look, it, it's been, it has been a hard year, and I think they probably should have just wiped their hands of the relegation promotion stuff and just said 14 games. It's not the same season. Let's, yeah. let, let's, let's pick it up again next year. Um, in the, the the higher level, the the NPL side, um, Brisbane teams dominating again. The two local teams, Gold Coast United, uh, are struggling a little bit. Um, Gold Coast Knights uh, sacked their coach. He'd lost, I think, one or two games in 37 games or something like that. They sacked him. Very interesting. Scandal. Well, we don't know. No one knows. Um, obviously, there was something behind the scenes, you would think, uh, at either board level or someone didn't get on with someone. But the, the coach, there was a very good coach, Gray. Um, so the, I'm sure he's got offers knocking on his door from everywhere. Um, but, yeah, they, they sacked, him, sacked him probably four weeks ago. Yeah, okay. Uh, they were, I think they were second on the ladder. Uh, so <laughs> pretty pretty brutal. But, look, it is. I guess that's the, the sporting industry, if you don't get you don't get the desired results, you're uh, you're out the door. So. so if we go from there to the A League, A League, I think it's starting soonish. Yep. Um, I can't, I can't remember who won the thing. Sydney, I think. Okay. So what are they? They're probably starting at the right time. Where potentially that we could be uh, the borders internal borders could open in the next couple yeah. of weeks. They changed the they changed the start time. Australia, the A League used to have, or probably still does, has the longest preseason of anywhere in the world because it's only it's what six months and they have a six month preseason. Basically, yeah, right. It's crazy. 
so I think they're starting it a bit earlier and trying to over time over the next couple of years bring football, bring soccer back to a, a winter sport. I think I think that's the the plan. And and they've always dodged is that the reason they play in summer is to line up with the the northern yeah, hemisphere yeah, but correct. also you're not competing with league and union and AFL on the weekends. I'd say so. It's yeah. I think it's more so the European stuff because yep. then like you're not halfway through a season when a world cup comes around or or, or something like that because the world cups are, are I think June normally June, June July. So why would they go back to winter then? Uh, so there's a break between, uh, or oh, sorry, so they're so they're international because most of the Australian side is made up of players that play in the Northern Hemisphere. Right, like a team that goes to the World Cup would be basically European players. So that it's not really going to interrupt the A League season. It won't really. The A League will probably play through it. Yeah. Um, but that means that the European players have maybe had a two or three week break before they go into camp for a World Cup. Yeah, okay. So they're trying to probably freshen up the players for a World Cup so we're in line with the other ones rather mm-hmm. than players coming straight out of a a, a a season there. Like There might be, say, half a dozen local players in the, uh, so in, in the World Cup squad, I guess. When's the next World Cup? 2023. Three, yeah, no, twenty. I can't remember. Twenty-two. And it's in Qatar. Qatar, but yep. that's that's now a December World Cup, January December. And it's going to be four hundred degrees there, no yeah. matter what time of year well, it is. <laughs> exactly, and very limited beer apparently. Had, oh, oh, I don't know. That's a whole other controversy. I don't really know oh, enough huge. about. But there's so much controversy who, in that. What what we're better off talking about? What are the what are the young names that are going to make up our squad? For that next World Cup, who who we, who who should we keep an ear out for or keep our eyes on? I think it's going to be a lot of new players. Yeah, a lot of the, the guys in younger, lower leagues in in England at the moment. Um, Soccer needs a Harry Kuehl or yeah, a Tim Cahill. Well, we what, just who? we just lost Lyndon Dykes to to Scotland, so he was at Livingston in in Scotland, and then QPR in London signed him, decent deal too. I think it was two million pound to the signing fee, but. He's, he was born on the Gold Coast. but he, so, so he's not going to play with the Socceroos? No, so his parents are Scottish. Oh, so, stop it. No, nah, so Lynn, I agree with Lyndon. He's, uh, his thoughts, he, he never got a, a chance with an A-League club here. No one would take a gamble on him, take a risk on him. So he ended up going to, to Scotland um, and playing over there. Give they, yourselves an uppercut. Yeah, basically. They, they, they put all their faith in him and, and looked after him, the, yep. the, the system over there. And he had a choice, I believe, and he chose Scotland. So Ouch. I can see why. And he's a goal scorer. We don't have a goal scorer. So I think we've missed a trick by yeah. not signing him. Um, but there, there's, there's players around that sort of age. I think Lyndon must be mid-20s now, um, early to mid-20s. Uh, but there's players around that sort of age playing in, in slightly lower leagues. We haven't got a great deal in the Premier League anymore. I think Matty Ryan at Brighton's our only Aussie player in the Premier League. Yep. Aaron Moy went to China on big money. Um, Wuhan, I think he actually, or somewhere, somewhere around there, or well, maybe not Wuhan. So I don't know, somewhere around uh, in in China for hundreds of thousands of dollars per week. I think crazy money. Nice, crazy money. So and he's thirty, so you can't blame him. But so that that basically that generation we've had is now just about gone. So there's a there only be a handful of players you'd probably know. At the the Ramble game in Australia really needs that big ticket name, doesn't it? Correct. Get Correct. So I think they're, they're the Women's World Cups here in 2023, or by the look, it's a bit, it's a bid or something like that. I think, actually, I think we won it. We did win I'm it. Sure, we won it. Yeah, yeah, in New Zealand, 2023. So I think they learned from their mistakes 
with previous bids and those sorts of things. Um, and ho- they I think know who to. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all. That's all been sort of cleared up. So I think they may, if they do it properly, they can probably give the game, especially in the women's side of things, a, a huge boost. Um, yeah. but I think overall a huge boost for for football or, or soccer in Australia. But you're right, we need a we need a star. The, the probably the biggest star is um, Daniel Arzani. He just moved to FC Utrecht in. And who, uh, who's who's our the leader of the Socceroos? It's our big. Uh, not the Socceroos, the Matildas. Uh, Sam Kerr's the big one. Sam Kerr. She's at, like, Chelsea, she's at Chelsea She'd now. be the biggest name in Australian soccer right now. Definitely. Either oh, men the and women. Nearly the world, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she, she she's a big name. Big star in, in the women's. I don't follow a lot of women's football. But um. But she went from the States over to where? Yeah, uh, Chelsea. Yeah. But I think we've got, a, the women's game's got about nine or something players or something, whatever number it is in, in the English Super League, they call it yeah, now. Yeah, that's good. So Chelsea, Arsenal. Uh, Everton, I think one of the Gold Coast girls, Hayley Rasso. Yeah, I think she's at Everton. Um, so yeah, there's big names in that. So I think that could give it a boost. But we, you're right, we need a we need a superstar of mm. some sort. Like like you said, when your Harry Gills come through and and those sorts of players, we need another one of those. Quick, smart. So if we go to last time we're in, we were, we were waiting for Liverpool to get get our team, our team. Our team, yep. Beers and Banders, favourite team. That's it. Liverpool. We we won the title. We got it done in the end. Did Did you get the tattoo? Uh, not yet. Still in design yeah. stage? Yeah, I can't get to a tattoo <laughs> artist just yet. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. It'll yep. happen. It's got to happen. So soon. how are we looking? The, the next season's kicked off. It's been that long since you've been on. The next yeah. Kick, yeah. yeah, so next season's kicked off. We're seven games in. Yep. Back we, to back? Uh, we've played some terrible football. We've had three oh. centre-backs injured. No. So we've got one senior centre-back left. We've conceded the most goals in Hang the on. league. We've got one left or he's a centre-back left? We've got <laughs> we've got one What's left. What's a centre-back left play? Got, where, well, where do they left play? Centre-back. <laughs> left centre-back. He's a left centre-back. <laughs> so we've got one centre-back left out of the whole, the whole senior squad. Uh, and we've conceded the most goals out of anyone in the league. And we're, and we're still top. That's not. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Incredibly, with three points clear on top. Do you want another Byron Bay lager? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad actually. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. So, thanks, man. Definitely, it's it's wet and it's drinkable. Yeah. so I, I don't mind it. Um. So back to back. I don't know. It's a tricky one. Like like I said earlier, that they're finding out, like a lot of teams. Liverpool are an exception to this. Liverpool haven't lost a a league game at home for sixty three games. I think. So it goes back years. So you're saying a lot of the away teams are winning. Why is that? Well, they, they think, a couple of reports I read was that they think the home ground advantage is gone. There's no one in the stadium. So when you go to an English Premier League game, it's intimidating. But you would still think that the local team sleeping in their own bed. That, well, I, I reckon, do you know what COVID, this whole boat bubble and COVID and that's some teams have, have benefited from a limited amount of travel. Yep. And I start thinking back to NRL, obviously, yep. it's the most local. But then you've got the teams that have basically spent six six weeks, two months, three months in, in each other's pocket. Now, is that potentially the case? Is that the away teams, the travelling together, you know, the team comes together a bit earlier when you travel. So if the home ground advantage is lost, well, then maybe the fact that the team that's travelling has got their head switched on a bit earlier than, than the team that's playing at home. I'm not or? sure that's a big thing in England. Like if you, you think 
They're not going that far. No, it, it's maybe a four-hour bus ride. <laughs> but mostly they, they they fly. Like Liverpool would fly to London and it's probably a 30-minute flight. Yeah, right. So it's, so it's nothing. So I don't think that would play a big part. And some mornings they might fly down the morning of the game anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, or someone would fly up or, or whatever. So I, I don't see it being so much that. I think I think it's that when you go to a, an Anfield, just say an Anfield, Liverpool, you've got like 54,000 capacity. There's only 4,000 away fans allowed. That's it. There's only a, like a 9% or an 8% of the, of the capacity of the stadium allowed for away fans. Yes. And they're congregated with themselves, obviously. It's not like a rugby league game where you've got Blues and Maroons sitting beside each other, stuff like that. Yeah, the only thing that really comes close is when you've got the, um, oh, what is it, the guys with the blue wigs at an origin game. Yeah, they put them in one end, yeah. That, when yeah. they put them all in the one section. Yeah. Or, or the Richie Benno's at the cricket sort of thing. Yeah. That's sort of how I think about it. But that's that's yeah. what it's like. Think, it's literally like a fenced-off section. Yeah, where they wave. I think you can buy away tickets Blues, I was yeah. thinking of, yeah. So you can buy away, away tickets here in A-League games and stuff too, home and away, but there's nothing. If, if you bought an, a home ticket, which you probably would get anyway, but if you bought a home ticket at an away, when you are going away, and you celebrated and go, you, you kicked out. <laughs> They kick you out. They kick it. Is that a nice way of saying you get you get um, uh, the local the sort sec- you out? If the security get to you first, they kick you out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's the good outcome is getting kicked yeah. out. So, so I think it's um, I don't know. It could be a, a number of things. I suppose is that uh, home ground advantage with, with with crowds. It could it could be stuff that you said. It could be I don't know if t- different teams reacting differently at the moment. I'm, I'm not sure. So back to back's definitely on the cards. But it's too early to call and it's too close. And then, obviously, they've got the complexity. Uh, the England's about to go into another month-long lockdown. Yeah, Thursday, I believe. They're locking down again. So that would, Is the sport going to keep going or not? I believe so. I believe sport's okay. They were talking about originally having fans back in stadiums in October. Um, and the, the amount of money these clubs must be losing. Like you think about their wage bills. Yeah. I think about... I don't know. I don't even know what it would be. You can't even think about the twenty pl- or twenty players all on an average of a hundred thousand pound a week. It's phenomenal. That's a lot of money. So if you're missing out on sixty thousand people through your gates every weekend, what has it been like in those big leagues? Have they stopped paying, or are they still got to pay all no. those blokes? No, there was still huge transfers. So I think Liverpool bought in. They they, they did say that it was going to stop these massive transfer fees for a little while, but. I think Chelsea spent about three hundred million pound on new players. He, he's a Russian oil yep. magnet. Um, Liverpool bought two players for about seventy seventy million pound. So it's big, big money still being spent. So where did Messi? Did Messi change clubs? No, he didn't. He stayed, he did, he in, stayed Barcelona. in Barcelona. Yes, and he got his way. The president left last week. <laughs> president, of the board left, so he'll stay at Barcelona now. I think until the end of his. Oh, Ronaldo, uh, Cristiano now they went Ronaldo. To Juventus last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's um. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting time over there. Maybe we'll stop again, but how how long can they stop it for? Like until these clubs start going broke, or where does all the money come from to keep these things afloat? Well, you would think at some point if they stop playing, that the, the players would have to take the cut. Surely, uh, have they? They haven't looked it into like a NBA style bubble or a, or a. Um... Well, I'd, I'd say they're roughly doing the same now. Is the players that they do testing every day on players, yep. like they did here in the NRL and stuff. So it would do testing every day. I think two or three Liverpool players got coronavirus. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the how long can the money last? How can I? How long can an owner? I suppose they're still getting TV rights. Yeah, they're kicking up a stink over there now. The all the all the fans is because the, there's no what they call a three pm game televised in England. There never used to be. Okay, because that I think it was set up. They didn't want those games at three pm televised. So if you live in your local area, you get out there and go to a game. And you fill a stadium. It used to be like that here with cricket. Did it? Yeah. So you couldn't watch. Oh, I think I remember. Like, well, you might be showing my age here a little no, bit. I, I but think if I remember. A, if, a, yeah. if the test was at the Gabba, it wasn't on the telly. Yeah, I think I remember. What's well, it's the same over there. Three o'clock kickoff. They don't show a game, so yep. now they put every game on television because there's no crowds. Yeah. But they want to charge fifteen pound per game. To watch it. One game. To watch it. Yeah. Get yeah. The... So, so there's a big uproar at the moment about that. Um, because they think uh, footballs are a working working class sort of game, they reckon. Uh, but it's become for the elite now. So, and with the amount of money that these TV companies get anyway, it should be free party membership or something. I guess I don't know. That's I think that's the dynamic moving forward for any sport anywhere in the world. Is sport is getting too good to watch from home? Way too good. Um, how how do they get a? How do they get to them to the game? But then b, how do you get collect the right amount of revenue from the the televised games, but also looking after your members? Yeah, because it, it's the same here. Is that and and go back to the NRL Grand Final and having a massively you know you got people that are mm-hmm. a biased or a biased call from from certain members of the commentary team. And you think, well, in like baseball in America, if you're watching a Yankees game, you're getting a Yankees commentator. Yep. Probably. But how you know, how do these media companies A, they're gonna make money because they're they're yep. providing a service, but you know, it's certainly they they're gonna have to look that um sorry about the motorbike people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Soundproofing's going good. You know, how how do they you know, today's consumers of sport are gonna be different tomorrow and they're gonna be different in five to ten years. Yep. So you know, is it going to be a user pay model when there's a lot of people out there that say, well, it should be free. You know, I'm a member, it should be free or, or you know, it's a working class game. It shouldn't cost me money to watch this on telly when, especially when you're getting fed a whole lot of ads or whatever from yeah. different sponsors. Well, it'll go to a streaming service. I think all of it, won't it? But the days of Foxtel are probably... Has Optus still got it here in Australia? Yeah, all the EPL, all the Champions League, probably, maybe... And what, what does that cost you a month? Oh, it's... Ten dollars ninety nine. Something crazy. Yeah, it's 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 so small. Actually, I think it's impl- included with my home internet for free. Yeah, right. But to get to get it for free, you had to obviously have an Optus plan of some sort. But I think they did the deal at the start of the season for. So that that was pretty ordinary in the early days. I remember Australia. a lot of blow ups about people. Uh, the, got... They they basically balls up the World Cup. Yeah. With the, the games stopping and all that sort of stuff. But long term, it's obviously been good for Optus because they'd be have a lot more customers now than that they would have definitely, before. Definitely, but it's still, I have issues with it because they say live sport, probably being picky here, but stream is not live. It's a couple, minute or so behind. Well, yeah, if, if I watch it through Optus Sport TV channel on, on the TV box, yeah. it's basically about 45 seconds to a minute delayed. I get, to be, yeah. And, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about because if I'm watching foot uh, NRL on the iPad, yep. I'll be getting texts from mates 
Yeah. Like, oh, how good's this? And yeah. I'm like, Don't stop texting me because I haven't seen what you're talking that's about. That's the problem. Yet. So if you watch it through the app, it's it's nearly up to date. You know, you'll but, get try time yeah. via text yeah, message. Yeah, it, it ruins the game for you. Yeah, I've got to turn my phone. Basically, yeah. you've got to, you know, put your phone away. Yeah, yeah I agree. I th- but I think it will go to streaming, but they need to figure out a way to get it better, especially if they're going to charge 20 bucks a match or 15 bucks a match. Mm. But I, I would think it's probably a smart way to go. How many people out there sign up for Foxtel so they can get... Maybe they're a, a Titans fan. They only want to watch Titans games. Well, for to be to be fair, if you're a Titans member and you want to watch the Titans play, you can't rely on Channel Nine because we don't get a lot of no, Channel Nine and games. You don't get Friday night games, do you? No. So you've got to either pay the subscription to um, the NRL, which I don't mind. Yep. Uh, that, that's one option. Telstra customers get that for free. Yep. So you can you can do it that way, which which that's not too bad. I'd like to see it part of your club membership. So yeah, if I, you pay X amount of dollars per year, yep. you get your games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. So you get so I know as a member of the Titans, I'm gonna to get to see every Titans game regardless of what time or what channel it's gonna be on. So I suppose they can do that here too, because basically the NRL still own the licenses or whatever, don't and, they? And uh this year I was I was started to get concerned because they the big comp the big media companies were basically saying they wanted that off the NRL. And I'm thankfully, I believe the oh, NRL really? dug their heels in and said, "No, that's ours." They wanted to buy. They wanted the online. They wanted okay. the the app or the yeah. the um, online. Well, Amazon Amazon's now involved in sport as well, so Amazon in the UK is huge. So they they now stream Premier League games. So they bought the rights to a certain amount of games. So what these big players are really coming in. Like, I suppose it only take an offer of a billion dollars or something. Well, yeah, he's the kind of guy that could, could probably upset, you know, news.com yeah. or Fox, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, he's got enough cash. A Fox gonna a Fox running out of money? I don't know. I don't, I, know. I don't even know if they've re-signed the A-League. I'm not sure. Even though it's, it's not a, it wouldn't be a huge money maker for for what they pay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting. Well, I know the rugby, obviously, NRL and, and AFL... Yeah, probably generate money, and the rest of them probably lose money for yeah. those different for those different yeah. companies. Oh, I suppose over the years we'll get a we'll get a choice of what we want to watch. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Yep. Um, on that note, we've got a couple of world exclusive world exclusives. World exclusive. We got some seriously grippy st- socks here. We got some new pastel ankle color socks. Pink, so, green, and. Blue. So we're going to give those away on... Yep. Uh, we'll stick to Instagram, I reckon, for this one. Yeah, stick to Instagram. We'll, um, we'll go do a little giveaway. We'll, we'll, we'll throw in a beers and banter, snap back into that into that yep. kit. We might, um, we might change it up a bit from last time. It's a little bit different. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll work... So get the creative juices flowing. Stay later. tuned to the social. So where can everyone find you? Uh, we're at Gripstar Socks. At Gripstar on, Socks? On, on Instagram, at Gripstar Socks. Uh Obviously, people, you know where you can find us at Beers and Banter on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please do us a favour: comment, share, and like. Really helps us out to get it out to more people. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in, Joel. Cheers, mate.